Take us, take us, take the listener there. <laughs> Tell them what we're doing and where we are and who we are and what day it is and what year it is. And no. um, I was trying to think of like a, you know, in Lord of the Rings when they're like uh, journaling and talking about like the year of and the age. It's like we're in the twenty second or twenty first day of February of the twenty of of the second era, second age. Or I don't, anyways. Yeah, that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weak. I know. I I had a long star date two four four three. Yeah, I had a long day. I'm pretty tired, so I my brain's not going to oh. function very well. Anyways, dude, you're telling me, bro. Oh, I'm just like I'm beat. <laughs> uh, I'm beat off. By you. <laughs> you're the you're <laughs> so the one sorry. who just I remoted just... into me, bro. Oh, so oh. hot. <laughs> God. <laughs> All so right. here we are, uh, getting back. I'm going to go ahead and just yeah. clap again. <laughs> All right, now we're started. <laughs> uh, All right, well. Yesterday we got ahead and. Wait. Mother. Wait. We, we, we didn't say who we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, okay, wait. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, welcome to Game Dev's Quest. My name is Taylor. And I'm Rhett. We are both your hosts. <laughs> uh, today, uh, we we are working on a game design document. Um, and we're already kind of partway through. We, we didn't record yesterday when we started, unfortunately. And we, we feel like we missed out. Yeah. <laughs> like the exact reason why we decided to podcast this stuff was because of the gold that happens when we brainstorm stuff. <laughs> and we're like, let's have a brainstorming session. And the thought never entered into our minds to actually like record. And by we got like all the way done. And it was like, dang, there was some real gold in there. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> like, uh, so today oh well. um, is an effort to not really reproduce what we did, but to just kind of give you an idea about what our brainstorming sessions look like. And keep in mind that this uh, brainstorming session is like the first of only a handful of times we've ever brainstormed together. So um, it's nothing remarkable at this point. Um, no, not at all. But, but in the effort of, or in the interest of transparency, rather. Exactly. Um, we want to show you so our we- process. Yeah, so uh, some of you who have been listening along might know that me and Taylor were sort of like working on a console app, um, and we got so far in it, and uh, you know Taylor was doing most of the work, and he sorted out some problems that we were having with, uh, I think uh, it was um, inheritance, right, mm-hmm. of classes? Um, yeah, um, basically um, it got to the point where I was trying to use some attributes in a subclass or multiple subclasses, but then use the base class to reference those attributes. And I wasn't quite sure how to do that. So um, I worked through that by, I, I don't think it's the best way of doing it. I don't think it'd be best practice or anything, but basically I just took the attributes from the subclasses and put them into the base class. And then um, in the constructors of the subclasses, um, I only had one constructor with um, the few uh, attributes that they they could use. So like we had a potion class and we had a weapon class and each of them, some of them were the same, like each one had a name property, um, but uh, a potion had like a potion size, whereas a weapon had an attack or damage and so I kind of made it so that those two classes had separate attributes that they could only use. You know, it was kind of like exclusive to those classes. Um, so that was what I did to fix that. Um, we also added a, a decent amount of functionality. But what ended up happening, um, we we kind of hit this point where um, I think both of us were having a lot of fun with it. And we were kind of like, 
you know, on the fly coming up with all these ideas. Yeah. Like it, it's Yeah, we and we it's well, it got <laughs> to the point where I was like, wait a minute, if I start telling Taylor my crazy ideas, <laughs> is he gonna just keep saying yes to all of them? And so I kept saying an idea, I kept saying an idea, and I was like, Well, what if we do this? What if we do this? And we got to the point where I like we were ready to add in like randomized like dialogue, like in battle scenes <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like you know maybe we should just start over, right? Add all the functionality that we want, add yep. all this other stuff that we want to do. Yeah, just build a new game. So yeah. that's where we are, and we we brainstormed a really healthy portion of it based off some of the conversations that we had during the first console app project. You right. know, when we when I started just spitballing like crazy ideas at Taylor. Yeah. Um, well, and I so I don't know if we want to just like. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I do want to point out that the reason why the the console app that we started with kind of turned out the way it did, um, and we didn't have any kind of plan going forward, was we wanted to have the experience of programming together and kind of, um, you know, working on something together, but it was more about learning more about programming than it was about actually building something that we wanted to, like, show to people or whatever. And so... Um, we started going along and we were having fun with it and then all these ideas kept popping up and we kept adding into the code and it was kind of like well this is silly why don't we just make an actual like full-blown console game um, with like a complete game design document and you know something that actually has structure so that we're you know not constantly tweaking our different classes when we have this new idea you know right so well and that's what most of our time was spent doing last time it was it mm-hmm. was like oh well let's do this and it's like okay then we had to go back <laughs> through and edit like every section of yeah. code you know to make mm-hmm. it functional right. so this way we kind of get the bottom up uh you know framework rather than top down like you know it's like rather than building a structure from the top down like we did last time we're hopefully going to build it from the bottom up and you know we have all these ideas maybe we'll parse some of them down um yep you know we'll see we'll see what makes the cut right of course um, well and that's um that's part of the reason why we weren't recording at the time was oh we're just programming you know we're most of this will be silence anyways we don't need to to record any of what we're doing but then that just kind of seamlessly transitioned into Oh, let's make a like game design document, <laughs> and we didn't even think about it. So I apologize for that. Yeah. I wish we would have thought about that earlier, but here we are. That's okay. Do you wanna do you wanna just like briefly like give them like the Cliff Notes version of like what yeah. we have so far, so they're kind of up to speed. Yeah, yeah go so, um, go ahead and talk about it, since I feel like you have um, a maybe a better idea in your head about what your thoughts are about this project. Um. Well, pressure's on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, so in our last game, like, I don't know why, but we, the number one scene we had was like, you see a gate. Do you walk through it? Yes. No. You know, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. yes, you do. Okay. Now you find a figure who emerges from the shadows. Like that's like kind of all we had, but (laughs) yeah, but, uh, we built basically the structure of everything. Um, but basically yeah. had almost zero gameplay for the for the <laughs> the user like no story nothing um other than yeah. like reaching that gate <laughs> yeah anyways and and so from that point like we started talking about like kind of what we had imagined could stem from there and i started saying like well you know it'd be cool like maybe this gate is just like the start of like a long road for your your hero character and he just like travels on the road and and he goes into adventures, and that's it. It's just like a story of him traveling down this road, maybe to get to a city, maybe to get to the end of the road, maybe to get to the, you know, Mount Doom or whatever. And and then I started thinking, like, well, what could we take, like, all these different sections of this journey and, like, maybe, like, randomly assign them so they get jumbled up, and that way you have, like, a different structured adventure, like, every time. Like, maybe you get to the gate, then you go to the Cave of Doom, then you get to, uh, you know, Silver City, and then you go to the Sweet Springs of you know, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe next time you play, you start at the Springs, then you go to the Doom, and then you have the gate, and then you go to the city. Like, you know, just, like, jumble it up. And and then we started thinking, like, well, maybe we could just, like, make more of, like, a turn-based game where it all takes place in kind of one area with, like, multiple little settings, and you can... It becomes, like, kind of like a turn-based thing, and you have, like, resources that you kind of have to manage, like action points. And, you know, you go through the day using action points to, like, go to these different 
areas like you know for instance like in our in our rough sketch of this game it takes place in this city you know and and you might be able to spend an action point to go to the tavern and and gamble and eat food or to go to the arena and fight people and travel through the main quest that way um or you can go to the countryside to like engage in countryside activities and all those like require points that you then gain back through the normal course of gameplay by like ending your turn for the day and sleeping and maybe like winning battles or something like that just you know so then the this idea came of like kind of just like uh i don't know a turn base like I kept using the word resource management, which might not be the best word to explain it to someone who doesn't have 30 minutes to listen to my explanation like you did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, you know, honestly, it kind of becomes like a turn based, like text adventure resource manager. Yeah. I'd, and honestly, what? I like, was going to say, after, like, after we finished talking yesterday, um, I, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, man, we're kind of building like a text Stardew Valley with like, the arena from oblivion like <laughs> <laughs> right like we're, and we didn't like set out to do that but like the ideas are pretty similar but i guess that's kind of common across a lot of games like this so well um, it's interesting that you bring up stardew valley because it's like my mind didn't like my mind went there a couple times like you know we had joked about like mini games in the tavern and stuff just like on stardew valley yeah but my mind <laughs> i was i was in harvest moon which is like you know, the spiritual, like, precursor to Stardew Valley by, like, a you know, two decades or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking Harvest Moon. I was thinking, especially, like, the the uh, way that, like, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms wor- works, yeah. which, you know, I tried to explain this to you yesterday, Taylor, and I know you've played it with me, like, once, but it's sort of, like, imagine a, like, turn-based text version of, like, Warband, where instead of controlling like a whole army, like you control just your character and you don't actually like click and navigate a map. Like it's all text-based and it's all like based in the city where you're in and you could like move to other cities and stuff, but it's all based in the city and you select just like how we have set up tavern and market arena. Like you select these different things to do throughout the day and you have action points and when they're done, they're done and you just end turn and you go to the next, except instead of days, it's seasons. So it's like spring, summer, fall, winter. And there's four turns per year, you know. So um, so it's a little different in that way. But that's how I envision this, you know. And then it's the same thing. Like uh, you could interact with people in that, like develop relationships, which kind of stems into the Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon and all that sort of stuff. Also kind of Warband, if you, you know, remember like the Renown and like the, the way that uh, it worked with rival um lords and stuff like that um but uh yeah i don't know so we have this vision of you like sort of just having a few options in this little text adventure console thing and you get to explore the town and meet new people and you know there'll be like a finite limit on like how long the game can go but you can earn gold and fight battles right and And i don't know i don't know if you mentioned this um but kind of the the main the main story is that you're like invited to this kind of tournament thing, um, you know, where you uh, fight people in the arena basically. And uh, each, each day you're one of the like things you do each day is fight in the arena. Um, We talked about also adding in like a gambling um, mini game where you can bet on other fighters. Um, But that's kind of what's driving the, uh, the story. Yeah. The progress. And eventually like, a tournament can only last so long and that once it reaches like the point of the tournament has a champion or whatever or maybe it's like 10 days or something um that's when the game will end um and basically uh you know maybe it maybe it tells you who the champion is or like the different ranks of everybody um or something like that you know um so that's kind of the driving force behind the game right we have yet to sort of like define the goal. Like you would assume like it's sort of like, yes, the goal of the game is to get first place in the tournament, but but I don't know. Then like maybe it's possible that people will just like miss out on the other things that like we want to include. Yeah. Because of that. So like I don't know, maybe there has to be like almost like a point system. Like you make this like a roguelike where 
you just have your 10 days or whatever. Like you have the duration of the tournament to do all these different things and see all these different things and do as much as you can as well as win fights. And then you get like scored in a certain way. And so by the time you're done, it's like, ah, yes, like you're King Ragnar's champion. Uh, now you move on to the city and you leave and it's like, here's your score. Yeah. And you could like see your score and it's like, you scored 10,000 points. Good for you. <laughs> or you play again and you like just do the battles and it's like, well, you won, but you didn't do anything else. So you got 6,000 points. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you could do that. Right. But... Yeah. I think um, obviously like the, the purpose of the game isn't to just do the arena. It's kind of like we want them to. Um, that's like the drawing factor of your character to get to the city. But then it's like, we kind of want the, the player to live in this city and make choices, you know, like social bonds or whatever with these different people um, in the city. But still like the main goal is to, to fight in the, the arena and like do well. Um, which also I might say, all of these things we're talking about, we're talking about doing it as a complete, like just a console app using C Sharp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It may be a little beyond us, and we might like dumb this down. Who knows? Maybe quite yeah, a yeah. bit. Um, but another thing to mention is that we, um, before in the previous episodes, we were talking about doing um, like a text adventure game using Unity. Um, and this may turn into something like that, but right now, uh, after talking last night, we have like this idea that we're really interested in. We're, I feel pretty passionate about so far. Um, yeah, I'm really excited yeah, to get started. I'm super excited about it. Um, so we're we're kind of switching gears, um, and I apologize that, for that. But we, you know, we didn't really get very far in the other the other project. So we're using this as kind of a way to really force us to learn programming um, and get kind of um ahead of the curve a little bit with with where we're at with the unity thing and, and keep in mind we're still going to be doing the unity course um in the background so we're learning a lot of the mechanics with how like c sharp ties in with unity and how how to use like the gui the graphical user interface in in unity um but this is kind of uh solidifying a really key component of of making games um, and one thing I, I wanted to mention too, I told this to Rhett yesterday, another reason why we're going this way um, to learn programming first is uh, I was really inspired by uh, Chris Delion, um, who is the, I think, founder of Gamkito. Um, and I took a, a course of his on Udemy, which is making a Pong replica using JavaScript. And he really firmly believes that you shouldn't use like an engine that's already made for you to start learning game development. He thinks you should learn, you should make games like classic games um, solely using programming first because it teaches you a lot of the fundamentals about, you know, like what a game loop is and uh, these common like constructs that are built into things like Unity that you may not even have to think about, but you're by by doing it kind of manually on your own, you're going to learn a lot about how it all works just by doing it that way. So that was something that as we kind of got going, I was kind of like, well, I think it'd be good to do it this way. And I think also um, giving you, you meaning you, Rhett, uh, more experience programming, I think would be really good. So anyways. Yeah, agreed. Because it's like my biggest weakness, at, you know. I don't know why you have, you know, brought me into this project. Probably <laughs> you just want to, sh you want to be better than someone. Yeah, and, whatever. Uh, your shot. So. Well, <laughs> honestly, like after, um, after doing this a little bit with you, um, I'm feeling a lot more confident about like my programming abilities. A lot of times, like I'm programming. Well, that's because I suck, Taylor. Well, so not, you're comparing no, to me. <laughs> not like that. It's just like it being able to kind of like on the fly just like talk about what i'm trying to do um and and trying to teach you is making me realize how much like knowledge i have in my head and i've, nice. I've never been able to just like express that to anyone because i've never actually really like talked about programming significantly with anybody it's mostly like oh you're learning programming huh what are you doing oh you like c sharp you like web development oh that's cool and then that's it you never talk in depth about it um 
So I feel like it's really helping me a lot um, from my perspective. Um, and so, I mean, I, I wanted to bring you into this because, I mean, you brought it up to me for one thing, but I also wanted to bring you in because <laughs> like doing it on your own is hard. So having a partner, yeah. I feel like already, like I'm making strides that I wouldn't have done on my own, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Like I, I had that unity course, like I think I bought it like two years ago and I like, I haven't, I hadn't even watched one video. So right <laughs> that's funny yeah anyways well you're welcome <laughs> so thanks for making me a better person Rhett. <laughs> you're welcome anyways All right, um, so do you want to dive in and actually and, get into yeah. what we're currently working on yeah so we left off yesterday like any and our our kind of our rough draft of like what we have in store like might not technically be finished but right now we're jumping into sort of like, like defining like what classes we're going to need and their properties and functions just so like that way when we start programming like we have a clear defined path uh to sort of take rather than just like uh hey you'll be cool <laughs> right potion class yeah <laughs> right and then now like thinking back i don't even know if a potion class was necessary um but anyways um, yeah oh well <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll end up having to to talk about that and think about that and i have some ideas about that particularly um Right now, um, we're we're talking about a character class, um, and so basically, what we're tr what we're doing is we've given it a name, character, um, and now we're just talking about properties. And <clears throat> um, right before we started this, we were talking about what properties are like absolutely required and what are optional. Um, excuse me. For instance, uh, every character should have a name so that that's a required i call them properties maybe they're attributes i don't really know what you want to call them but it's a variable that is it's a string variable that's assigned a, a name you know a value and that's something we should probably include in here is string like what type it is so maybe like name and then like in brackets string or something so we made this it's little probably a good idea we made this little table and we can share this document out in the um, show notes. But uh, we made this little table uh, divided up into three sections. One is the class name, another is the properties, and then another is functions. Um, <clears throat> so, so we know we need, everybody needs a name, and a name is going to be a string. Um, <clears throat> so what's another thing? Well, an, op, uh, an, an example of an optional attribute or property um, would be, I I said health, um, because if somebody if a character is not in the arena, there's probably no reason to have health for those people because they're not gonna die. It's not gonna, you know, really matter. Yeah, I can sort of see that. So unless, unless the city comes under siege. At the end of the game, and all the fighters have to work together. Oh man! And you work your way from battle to battle individually, <laughs> and then it becomes like a mega arena where, like, all of the arena fighters have to square off against these other like people, and you have to square off against other people. And then when it's done, who won? Maybe, yeah. But then that's still just arena fighters. So right. I don't know. Anyway, I um, was like, <laughs> I, I was just joking. No, I know. Um, well, the way that I'm thinking about this too is um, what we're going to do to determine, like we're going to have a, a constructor that that constructs like an instance of the class um, that's like our base constructor. And that's going to be like all the required ones, all the required properties. But then remember how I was talking yesterday about um, overloading functions? Right, yeah. We're going to additionally have um, a constructor that has more uh, required properties. So, for instance, like right. every, every character is going to have a name, but only some characters are going to have... Um, well, and now that I'm thinking about this, like... I think I think everyone should be a character, but maybe going back into like inheritance and stuff, maybe it would make sense to have 
a base class that's character and then a subclass that's like fighter or something and then i could see that that might actually make more sense we uh, and this time um like so before uh for you listeners before we used some inheritance um with our items and basically we had an items an item base class that had properties and then we had a weapon subclass and a uh, potion subclass potion of the subclass I- right of the item class um but the item class you couldn't ever instantiate meaning you could never create an item object um you had to create like a specific type of item so like a weapon or a potion um and we used to do that we used the abstract keyword in in c sharp and that makes it so that you can never instantiate uh that class um, whereas in this case, I'm thinking that a character, um, or we can name it something else if you want to, but a character could be instantiated, and that would just be like non-fighters or something, you know? Yeah, I think um, maybe this is too specific for a class name, but like you could have villager and fighter classes. I, like, I don't think that's bad. Okay, I'm just not sure of like proper naming etiquette for classes sometimes. Yeah, so. no, that's okay. I mean, and um, again, I don't know. We're both learning. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're gonna do something wrong. But if it works, I mean, we we could theoretically name them whatever we want. I mean, yes, I understand that it's our program, but I guess I just like to think of like you know, it's one of the things I enjoy about programming is thinking about myself as part of like a larger community and like thinking that like someday maybe somebody will look at the code that I've written and then they're going to be like, what the hell is a poop (laughs) fart pants class? And what the hell is a pee face McPP class? And then I'm not going to have commented anything like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) also literally every time Rhett has uh, been the one writing the code, he's always written something like poop, poop mcfarty pants like right after you know naming a variable or something so i don't know it's because at least if i got if at least if i got the line of code wrong i got a laugh yeah, right and then i can go on living and i don't have to like make toast in the bathroom tonight like... <laughs> oh man um no but i think the the point you're trying to make is a good one um it i mean like right now we're podcasting about the code we're going to be writing. So in essence, like, doesn't that make it open source? Like, and we've posted our code in the show notes. So by doing that, people could just copy that code and use it for themselves, which is totally cool. Um, so anyways, but also in, uh, in addition to that, um, you know, like I want to be a developer, uh, like, professionally get paid to to write code and so there's no reason not to think about these things because it's building habits that i would use in an actual job like oh it makes sense to name these things something logical so that other people besides myself um or even you know if i if i look at this code six months from now and i don't remember what i did like at least having a logical name would help in addition to comments, obviously, but right. Um, so, okay. We got, we got a villager um, right now. They have a name. I'm going to actually go ahead and just get rid of this whole bold stuff. Cause I think. Yeah. By, by subbing them out like that or, it, you know, divvying them up like that, like we'll be able to specify like it all will be required per se. Yeah. So what else would a villager have besides name? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, should should we have like occupation or something? Because like I'm thinking. Well, see, I guess I was wondering how much of that needs to be like written, you know, down in code, like right, yeah. like. It may just be... I mean, does occupation need to be, or can that just be, like... Well, it could be part of the name, actually. through. Like, Jared the Bartender, or something. You know, that's just their name. 
Oh right, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Or okay, does there need to be does there need to be any property about like well, okay, God, I'm about to show my total ignorance. So here you go, listener. If I can do it, <laughs> you can too. Uh, okay, does there need to be any sort of like conveyance in terms of like a property in the class about like where where they're at? These, yeah, where they'd be located. I was thinking about that too. Um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, no. I'm not really sure. Is uh. My answer. That might be the wrong answer. Because, um, like, I, I'm wondering how much of this needs to be in code and how much of this will just be, like, implied in the way that we program it. Like, you know, um, like, well, we need the name, yeah. but then, like, do we need to have their occupation? Do we need to have their shoe size? Do we need to have, like, what they're wearing and where they're <laughs> at in the game? Right. Well, so that actually brings brings me to a point I was going to make, which is I think that we're going to have a class for many of our things in the game right you know like for instance i think it would make sense for us to have a class for um, each of our each of our settings or something okay that makes sense um and so what you could do is create a property of a of the villager class that is called something along the lines of location or something. And then what a lo- what a location is, instead of being like a primitive type, like an int or a string or whatever, uh, or yeah, um, it would be of type, whatever we call that class. Maybe it's just location. Right. That seems smart. Because then like if we need to s- somehow in the code query where they're located at the time we can get it you know and then also um we would be able to change where each of the characters are located like let's say we uh the championship duel is happening and for some reason we wanted like maybe we want to print to the screen like you hear rose chanting or something or cheering for you um maybe we want to take all of our characters and change their locations to um the arena the arena uh, kind of on the flip side though except nina she doesn't like fighting yeah not nina she she hates fighting <laughs> <laughs> um on the flip side to that though and i don't know the answer to this yet but would it make more sense in the location class to have who's in the location. Oh, yeah. That that would seem to make sense. That might make it a little bit more complicated if we wanted to do something like what I just mentioned. Because that would mean... um, Well, couldn't we just then create the class, like the arena class with everybody in it? And then they exist at the same time, but like you're only experiencing one of those at the at once, so it wouldn't matter. Am I being way too dumb? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know. Can you say what you just said again? Sorry. Okay, so you're saying like it might get complicated if we want to move all the villagers to the arena. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Okay, but. Would that really matter? Be, um, well, because, like, the only time you're going to be in arena is like, I well, I guess there's other reasons why you might go to the arena, but let's say the only reason you go to the arena is to fight in the tournament. So you could have the arena class with all the villagers in it, and have the other setting class with each villager in their respective setting. Uh, in their respective setting class. And it won't matter because you're only experiencing, like you're only going to see Paul, the bartender at the tavern. And when you're at the arena, it doesn't matter if he's still technically in the tavern. If he, you also oh, put him I in see the arena. What, oh, because, I see what you're saying. Like you're only experiencing one at a time. Oh yeah. That's okay. Is that like way too like um, brutish? The only thing I can say about that um 
just thinking. So, okay, I'm taking a step back a little bit. But my thought basically was that in our game somewhere, like our game loop or whatever we want to call it, we would we would have a basically a list of characters um, that we can like go through. We can pick people out of that list so we can do things with them. Um, that way we don't have to instantiate, you know, a character on separate lines or whatever. Like have 50 straight lines of creating characters. Um, but then would that mean that we would have to also inside of like our location class instantiate a character object kind of like within that for if we're going to have it so that well I'm just thinking about like efficiency that way we're not creating like right. twice as many yeah. objects as we need that's true. My way was brutish. But also, well, but like. It may make sense, though, especially if we're going to be on a pretty small scale. Like, it may make sense to just, anytime you go to the arena, like, you know, like in Oblivion, um, when you go to the arena, like, you just go to the arena and you just start the fight every time. It's not like you can really mm -hmm. do too much outside of that. I think there's a little entryway where you can like talk to a few people or whatever to like get ready. But as soon as you like actually enter the arena, like that's what you're doing is fighting. Um, right. So it may make sense. And actually the only reason I can think of um, to have peop people move locations, especially like in the case of the arena, having them all come would be if you want them to cheer um, or something like that. Yeah. In which, which case, it even wouldn't even be... matter anyways, because yeah. like, we're not going to write Paul, the bartender cheered Nina cheered. <laughs> right. Uh, the mayor cheered. Well, uh, you know, like one thing that might be cool though, is like, if you, um, if you're the main character, um, and that might be something else. We may actually have another class that's just the player. Your character. Yeah. yeah. I kind of thought that too after we divided villager and fighter. It's like, well, we may as well just do player. Yeah. Because there's going to be things like, I don't think we should really have to deal with any of the NPCs having gold. Like right. that'll just be the player. Right. Because like, what else do they need gold for? Like there's, yeah, I don't think you're like, you're really going to be selling anything. Like you're just going to be buying stuff from a shop for like services. Yeah. Right. Unless we wanted uh, to add something like that. I don't think so. Like, you know, I know every game has, like, a sell function, but, like, come on. You're not going to, like, buy a sword, then go take it and, like, whoop ass at the arena and take a chipped sword back to the same shop and be like, all right, I'm going to cash this in and get the upgrade. You know, like... Yeah. I mean, whatever. We'll just make it, in our world, like, you can only trade gold one direction. And then the other way, like, the other way you get gold is by fighting and betting and gambling like well, um, our quests one thing one thing i was going to mention was it might it might be kind of cool and if we split it down to just your player as being its own separate class um it might be cool to have some sort of attribute that's like friends or um maybe like you fall in love with Nina while you're there. So then while you're in the arena, like you hear Nina yell and that like inspires you. Oh, or something. you know what I mean? Good idea. But that was a really good idea. If that's the case, then that would be an attribute of the player, not the, um, what do you call it? Not, not like a location and you wouldn't have to instantiate multiple objects. You would just, assign an existing object already to the player's, you know, significant Good idea. attribute or whatever it is. And, and see, I don't know how we're going to do exactly like how people are where they are when they are. 
And there might just be people that are like permanently in their locations. Like Paul, the bartender might not leave the bar that often. Um, but, uh, but like maybe by having this like friendship, uh, property with like yeah. a certain person, uh-huh. like a certain person that's on the list or whatever, like maybe their chances of like showing up where you are or like higher. Um, like, I don't know how we're going to negotiate that. Yeah. But maybe that's too much. No, too much. No, okay. I, no. Too much. Um, I had, I had another idea that popped into my head. So I was like slightly distracted. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're a real bastard. I know. <laughs> I feel bad. You're thinking uh, of ways to actually do this. Well, I'm thinking of ways to make it more complicated. <laughs> well, that's why we make a perfect team, Rhett. You're you're looking you're looking out for the player, and I'm trying to figure out the code side. Um, no, but I actually what my idea actually wasn't about like figuring out the code. My idea was um, that it might be kind of cool within the inn to be able to upgrade your room which would then you know how we talked about like sleep rejuvenates your action points like yeah if you have a better room you rejuvenate more action points per night or something good idea um so like really good idea upgradable room so i'm adding that to our we have this section that's called city build and it's just split into the different sections of the the town so we have like tavern and market and then little descriptors about what they can do um so i've just added that there that um rejuvenates more i spelled rejuvenate you writing i I spelled rejuvenate wrong last night too, and I just did it again. <laughs> My favorite uh, is like when you keep going back and forth between like rejuvenate, recovers, and recuperates. Oh yeah, like, I know. <laughs> you I'm... like tried to write recuperate like five times. Last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. No, it's fine. Like I always just use the word recover, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me. Okay, I'll do recovers. That isn't no. It's a more concise rejuvenate. Word. That way, everybody knows that you wrote it. <laughs> what I wrote. Most of this, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I okay. just told you what to write. <laughs> wow. So really, we're finding out that you are the master. <laughs> I'm just your slave, like over yeah, here, like much. over here coding and over here, like writing up this game document. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Rhett... And I'm literally just like leaning back, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Rhett actually did uh, some pretty cool work on our um, podcast logo. Um, that I'm excited to see like the end results. We're kind of he basically did like 10 to 15 mockups with different images and uh, like text and color and stuff. And uh, so then he like presented it to me um, to get my opinion on it. And uh, then I like I don't know we talked about it and he's like oh I guess I probably should like redo all of these or like or like, <laughs> like oh yeah. oh I guess none of these meet like the exact need that we actually want so oops like I'll redo it yeah but I I'm actually well, really impressed and uh excited to see how that turns out and I think you guys will be excited too um Anyways, uh, okay, so I'm still writing this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Upgradable <laughs> room that recovers more AP per night. That's there we go. There you go. All right, so we have basically <laughs> we're basically at the may as well put in fighter class as well, like on the next yeah on the next one. Start uh, just chipping away. I know. Yeah, we haven't done anything yeah. except <laughs> add names, add ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I hate okay. I hate the way that I did this part too. I should have just yeah. put these well, in yeah. the table, but oh well. Yeah, I, I wondered why you <laughs> didn't. I was like, all right, I guess. Like, I'm an idiot, right? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, also, this is meaning inherits from. Uh, that's what. I'm oh, using. okay. I'm using a little carrot key to mean. So fighter inherits from villager, basically. Player inherits from, maybe even fighter, right? Because the player is also a fighter. Yeah, that's true. Because because the fighter is a villager, and so the player is a villager and a fighter. And that's a like for people who don't know much about like object-oriented programming or classes or inheritance, these things that we're talking about right now. That's a really common uh, theme if you ever take like a programming class and they talk about classes and objects and inheritance. Um, 
is to use the is a. So my example, um, you know, player is a fighter. So player inherits from fighter. So all of the attributes that a fighter has uh, trickle down basically to the player so that the player also has those. Uh, coincidentally, our fighter is a villager so that means that the player inherits from both the fighter uh, and the villager so all of these are like the player is a subclass of the fighter which is a subclass of a villager if that helps right it's like a hierarchy that we're building it helps me okay well good <laughs> okay so let's add some properties um just put name and the rest of them, unless you just want to put like yeah, I think since it's an since it inherits, and this is rings true for when we're actually defining the classes, we're not going to really add this name. We're not going to redefine the name within each of these. All we're going to do is in the constructor of each of these, um, we have to tell it that it's using the properties from the villager class, basically the base, the villager base class. Um, okay, so we got. So I so think then... it's fine to leave name up there because that means since. Since a fighter is a villager, it also has a name, and so on. Um, I do think that it makes sense um, to do location, and it's going to be a ty of type location. I I think it makes sense. Okay, we can always change it later if like we think that it doesn't make sense. Um, what else? That seems to be all a villager has. Um, would a villager have like? A quest property like is that too much um so like too much okay well and that's see and that's how i'm not really sure how we're going to manage some of those things like um well we'll cut it out well i mean like you know like the first time you go talk to nina or when you go talk to nina or whatever like what's oh, her right. what's her dialogue be yeah it might she might not have a quest I don't know. Hi, I'm Nina, and I like fishies. Because <laughs> the first time, nobody knows this, but Nina was just like a name that I threw out while we were <clears throat> um, spitballing yesterday. And I was like, yeah, like maybe you go down to the river and like, you know, you see Nina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Nina fits, it though. Since. It's somewhat like medieval kind of sounding name. Right, yeah. I don't know. Right. You get so uh, so yeah you're right cause, but see then maybe that's like a class that like it's I don't know so how would that work like because I I keep using layman's terms and I keep imagining certain things like a toggle so okay so maybe well, it could be like so a toggle would just relationship be like a pool, or something right? well like it's yeah yeah a pool yeah a pool. it's either true yeah or good false. point so but maybe so maybe you could do it like a bull but then like how do you get to the point where Get the fuck out of here, Luna. Hang on. That's okay. That's Red's cat. <laughs> God damn. Like, what the fuck was back there that was so fascinating? <laughs> She's looking at me like, why did you kick me out of there? Uh, anyway, so... So, I'm, I'm wondering, like, to get quests to be a thing that might be a property of, like, a care, uh, villager class, like... So well, maybe so. Um, I'm thinking I'm a quest. It like might... I did. Sorry, go ahead. Beach. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll make I'll make what I said quick. But we had talked about um something. Oh, where did it go? Um, something was like a talk. Oh, like fame. Oh, fame. We talked right. about like rank or whatever. So it's like it was like you know every time this happens you get like one tick on your like rank stat then you do another thing and you get the second one and then three four and like maybe once you have five ticks on your rank stack like it opens up like new op like dialogue options or new options to do stuff like maybe people have different chats with you <clears throat> i wonder if like that's the same way you can do quests like every time you interact with someone and it's like a positive interaction or whatever i don't know like then they get a tick and then once they have like five ticks it's like you know player i was wondering if you could help me with this problem i have like i've really come to trust you I, you know do you think you could find my grandfather's watch down by the river uh you know like yeah um yeah man I, i'm now that we're like talking about this like thinking about how it's structured in an, in an actual like full-blown game i don't know how they do some of these things like 
know. <laughs> I'm thinking about like, oh, well, maybe now we actually do need a quest class. And then um, the player has basically like a list or an array of quests that they could have that are active. And an, another one that's of completed quests, um, you know, to kind of keep track of those and... <laughs> you know like oh no. it's starting it's again a lot of work <laughs> yeah it's it's again like just kind of spiraling out of control but i don't know it's cool i feel like just by even um starting to talk about these things it's making us ask questions that like we never would have thought of if we didn't try to make our own game you know right so it's i agree it's pretty cool and and even though it's a simple console application the foundation that we're laying here would work the same kind of way, or it could work the same way if we were to make like a, you know, a 2d or 3d RPG or something, you know, we're, right, we're yeah. starting to really dive into some, I don't want to say advanced game programming. It will be somewhat, but like almost advanced, like game design, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, because the ideas we have, like, honestly, like, I mean, it sounds like a game, like, we'd really want to play, yeah. you know, like, rather than just like, here's Pong, or like, here's Brick Breaker, or here's um, Number Wizard, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, those things are really cool to make, and they teach you a lot, but it's not necessarily something like we're aching to play, right? like, this feels like something like, oh, I can't wait to see like, what this would be like when it's done, right. you know, like, so... I don't know. I'm fine dreaming big and parsing it down. Yeah, I agree. And again, um, you know, this this could be something that takes a long time, but I don't really care as long as we're learning and as long as we're having fun. I mean, right. I, I had mentioned my goal of releasing some sort of game at the end of the year on some sort of app store. And that's still my goal. But if we end up uh, finding ourselves really loving a project, like, well, that we can, I'm fine spending more time on that. But also, you know, we could also juggle things. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Right. But Well, and it's going to be valuable. Like the number one thing I've found, especially like with quote unquote inspiration and like projects that you're feeling really passionate about is like strike while the iron's hot yeah. and just like work on it and work on it, work on it. Like a lot of, my best like story ideas like when rioting like have come you know like super suddenly and it'll literally start with like oh it's like i envision like a little scene in my mind and i'm like oh that'd be kind of cool so then i'll sit down and i'll like write one line or like a paragraph of this little scene and i'm like what's the story here and then i'll like while i'm interested in this i'll just hammer it out and as much as i can and like i've had times where i've sat down and this is like really atypical, but I'll sit down and like hash out a 10,000 words in one session. And then those have been like my most successful stories in the sense of like, I, you know, I've never actually published anything. I really hope to someday, but, uh, but it's like, those are my most successful stories in terms of like actually like completing things, you know, it's like the ones where I've just gotten as much done when the motivation and inspiration was there. That way, when it's not there, I can still chip away at it. But I also I already have like a huge chunk of the work done, you know. So yeah, uh, no, I, I no I think no that's... sense not working when you're inspired. Like that doesn't make any sense right. to me. And so. clearly, we're pretty excited about this, <laughs> right? Um. Well, uh, as much like I want to keep going on planning this, but I also um think that we've kind of demonstrated what I've wanted to kind of demonstrate at least at least as far as recording goes um I agree I think the next kind of steps are maybe to kind of flesh these these three classes out especially um tonight uh -huh. tonight maybe and then um actually start doing some programming cuz I'm itching to write some code I don't know about you I agree um, and I feel like we have a pretty good like I don't you know, we don't have like a diagram that shows how everything links together or whatever else, but um, I feel like we have a pretty good, you know, base document here to at least get us started. Like when we looked at, if you ever look at the Unity game documents 
on the course we're taking, they're really brief. You know, what we have already is like vastly greater than what they have so far. Um, right. Well, I actually liked that in that Unity course that it was brief. Like, even though, because I feel like, you know, when I've been watching the Game Developers Conference, like people's game development documents like do bloom to be quite big sometimes. Um, but what I really like about that is it just like gives you an idea of like the types of information you could you should include. Right. And I already think like just having this in front of us yeah. is going to make a big difference in how we approach coding it. I agree. Yeah, I wasn't trying to like bash them or anything. I was just saying like No, they're fucking pieces of shit. They <laughs> suck. <laughs> uh, I I yeah, I was just, I just meant that we've definitely thought about this a great deal. Um yeah. And it's enough to, to get started. And I do think that it'll be valuable to continue to come back to this and add. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as we're programming, pausing, coming back to this, probably yeah. honestly doing a lot of diagrammings. Like I was thinking it might be helpful to have some sort of like, not like a Venn diagram, but something kind of like that with how different, how the city is built, you know? I'm like, I was thinking, well, um, does it make sense to have like sections of the city? And once you're in a certain section, you can only go to like places that are immediately around you or. Well, you know that's I mean? smart, but. It might be a little overkill, but right. um, just kind of thinking about ways we can um, maybe not necessarily yeah, just like... have a list or, you know. Right. I agree with that. So, might be something to think about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't mind like building it as we go. Because um, like I said before, like the FTL uh, game development, game design document was literally like one picture when they started coding. So, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, well, uh, the other the other thing I want to bring up is um, I don't know when, but I feel like it would be cool to and we've briefly maybe mention this but i feel like it'd be cool to have um some sort of like video episode where it's us programming coding doing the actual code um, yeah we could like record it and then do like a speed up you know and then slow down when we have like stuff to do and like speed up and right. like, slow down when we have stuff to show right I, yeah i'd be down another idea i had was um you know on like a day when we are gonna do like a really long session um, you know, like maybe a couple Fridays from now when we're both a little more free. Um, and we've actually like published an episode or something, <laughs> uh, doing some sort of, uh, streaming of us doing it for like, like do like a four hour stream or something, um, right. of us just coding. I thought that might be kind of cool too. I agree. Yeah. I'd be totally excited for that. That's a really good idea. There, I just, there is I a, I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I was going to say there is a website kind of like Twitch, but it's like a Twitch for programming. Um, oh. Let me, I don't remember what it's called. I'm going to Google it right now. It looks like people might just do that on Twitch too. I've seen people do a lot of weird things on Twitch. Like a lot <laughs> of my favorite like uh, EDM developer or developers, EDM producers, um, like create music like in their favorite DAW on Twitch, which is like a pretty common thing I've been seeing. I've seen people like doing like animation and stuff on Twitch. Um, so it's not uncommon yeah. to like include. Um, I know that they do have rules. Like, and I know it's supposed to be like specifically video game centered, which like, Hey, you want to split hairs? Like ours kind of is yeah, right. <laughs> uh, or music centered. Yeah. I think it's like music, like live streaming music is like, okay. Like they don't mind concerts and stuff being live streamed, I think, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've read the terms of service. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it is. I'm like, I'm doing some Googling. People can, maybe uh, this is it live EDU. That might be what I'm thinking. Um, Could be. Watch code. If we ever live. find it too, we can include it in the notes. Yeah. Might be cool. Even do a little post edit on this and add it in. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I feel like yeah. we've done some good work. Hopefully, you guys 
find some value in just listening to us talk about this. I know it's not like the most structured brainstorming session, um, but I feel like we kind of got across what we were talking, kind of the way we were talking last night um, just now, but a little bit more specific and a little bit more like programmy, you know? Um, right. Yeah. So, you know, again, we're doing this because uh, we want to help people out. We want people to see that they can, they can do this too if we can do it. And who knows? I mean, we might fail completely. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, but that's what we're here for. Um, I'm enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying it too. So um, thanks for tuning in to Game Dev's Quest. Hope you guys have a good day. Thanks.